0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi again, everyone. Paul Lang from Dissimals Strategies, this week's podcast. I started off telling you this may be a little boring. I don't like to over promise ever. This is about trading timeframes. However, Trading timeframes has different layers. There's an introductory concept about what timeframes we trade. Even in there, there's going to be some introduction for newer people, but then there's going to be some warnings about some timeframes and misunderstood timeframes. And also, timeframes encompasses probably the single most important part about understanding technical analysis, not what timeframe you're on, but how they interact. So let's begin. I want to remind you these come out every Thursday by me, and the general topic is what matters in trading and investing. This is number 17, so you have a whole bunch of others to look at if this is the first one you've listened to. And be sure to subscribe if you like this, wherever you're listening, so you get notification of the new ones coming out. There are four slide notes that go along with this, and you can glance at those if you want to if you're not driving around somewhere. First of all is kind of the terminology, if you like. I'm going to start off with the term day trading because that's easiest to understand. I'll come back and talk about these a little more in detail, but day trading, of course, is sometimes scary to some people because they've heard various things and feel that something for young, quick, agile, in something for seconds, never leave the screen. It's not at all what it is. But in terms of a definition, day trading is simple because it means that you are entering and exiting your positions the same day. You're not holding overnight. So your time frame is the same day. The holding time could vary from holding all day, which is kind of more like I tried to do and get kind of a full day move or to holding for several hours or holding one hour or holding for just minutes. When we get into holding very short periods of time as a day trader, that's where that word scalping enters. Scalping is a time frame. I'm not sure after all these years what the exact definition is, but what it means is that you're taking very large share size for very small moves, and the moves may only last literally for minutes at the most. So there's our smaller timeframe, scalping, day trading, And then above that, we get to a term that a lot of you probably are familiar with. It's called swing trading. Swing trading is typically holding for two, three, four, five, six days, whatever you can get. It's trying to get the bulk of a daily move on a daily chart from any particular stock. It's a very popular timeframe because those people who aren't able to day trade, if you can't be with the market during the day, if you're working a job, a lot of people are talked into swing trading because that's how you can be fairly active. I'll come back and talk about the pluses and minuses of each of these timeframes in just a minute right now. I'd just like to define them. Above that, then, we have kind of a couple of terms that are used. Core trading is a term that's commonly used for holding longer than swing trading. Here, we're looking to hold stuff for weeks or maybe longer. And perhaps that then blends into the biggest term of all, which is long-term trading. Or you may want to just call that investing, if you like. Where the line is between core trading and long-term, I don't really distinguish. Everything above swing trading, I call long-term trading. Whether or not you want to break it down to core or whether it's longer term, I'm not sure there's any distinction there. So for me, starting at the top, I like long-term trading, which you may call investing. Then beneath that would be swing trading, where you're just holding for days. Day trading, where you're holding only intraday and scalping a subset of day trading where you're holding for just minutes typically. That biggest time frame, long-term trading or investing is an interesting holding time duration. Ideally, what you wanna be doing during bullish market runs is to be getting positions where maybe you take some profit, but you're holding some of every position for the long term. The last bull run we had, you could have been holding things for 12 years approximately. So it could turn out to be very long-term. That's the ideal thing. And someday we will be back to an area where we'll be looking to hold long positions for a very long time. Right now, the durations, I have a long-term letter that's called the DTS Long-Term Trader that people subscribe to. And over the last couple of years, we've not been in that kind of a market environment. So even the long-term has been shorter. Typically, the longest I'm holding something is about four months. And sometimes it's shorter because it just depends exactly where we are on the charts. If you take a look at the first slide note, there's a little quick description of what I just went over. And then the next slide note gives an example of the chart you might be using for each time frame. So starting at the top for long-term trading or investing, a monthly chart could be used. I don't usually use a monthly chart to try and find entries, but the trend on a monthly chart, entries on a monthly chart can be very interesting. So a monthly chart could be used And then after that, a weekly chart is a very common chart where every bar represents a week. And you can see quite a long period of time, even on a kind of a small size chart. Beneath that, then, a swing trader typically uses a daily chart, and this is to find entries and exits. I call this the strategic time frame. In other words, if you're swing trading, your daily chart is typically the primary chart you'd be using to see your strategy set up, whatever that is, and to get your entry, to get your stop, to get your targets. Beneath that then, of course, is a day trading time frames, and they can be many. Any minute chart you want could be used. People typically use a 60, a 30, a 15, then down to a 5, a 2, a 1. And then beneath that, you can get to something called a tick chart, which is beneath a one minute chart. And of course, this is when you're either scalping or really finessing your entry or exit to something. A tick chart means that you are looking inside of one minute, and you can set up Bars to be every 10 seconds, or to be so many trades, or so much volume, or you can just look at a line chart of the trades that are going off. So, next, I'd like to review a little bit each of the time frames. I just went over the chart for each time frame, but something I want to point out first that's very important is that in terms of what you learn in technical analysis, learning how to read a chart, it absolutely does not matter what time frame you trade, it's all the same. A lot of people don't understand this, they think it's like you have to get a special course or understanding to understand long-term investing. And then there's a different way you day trade and a different way you scalp. Not true at all. Every chart is identical. As a matter of fact, I could teach people and sometimes do here's a chart. Here's a chart for the time frame above, the time frame below. We don't even care what chart it is. It doesn't matter if it's a one-minute chart or a weekly chart. Things react the same. We look at the same things for our setups, our entries, our exits, everything that we do, all we're looking at is a chart and it really doesn't matter what it is. Now naturally there are some nuances, you know, daily charts have more gaps because the market's closed in between, et cetera. But those nuances aside, there are things that we look at to read a chart and it simply doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So once you learn to read a chart, it then becomes your discretion what you're learning to read a chart for. If you're working a different job or busy during the day, or well, you're gonna be longer term or perhaps swing trading. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. If you're available during the day, you may want to come in and be a longer term day trader on a 60 or a 15 minute chart and hold things for long periods of time throughout the day. Or you may come in and be a more of a micro trader and be trading a one or a two minute chart, whatever you like. It's all the same understanding. It doesn't matter at all. That's point number one. Point number two, let's talk about each of the time frames and some of the pros and cons and some of the misconceptions. I wanna start with scalping because scalping is perhaps one of the most often misused terms. What scalping is, is like I said, no different than any other time frame. is just you're down there, let's say on a one minute chart. When you're on a one minute chart, everything is just kind of in fast motion. You're also looking at much smaller numbers. So on a daily or a monthly chart, or let's say an hourly chart, maybe your particular stock has a 50 cent stop or a 60 cent stop the difference between where you enter and where you want to exit at a loss if it didn't work out. Well, on a scalp, you may have something that has a nickel stop or a seven cent stop because you're using a one minute chart, not a 60 minute chart. And what that does, it requires you to be trading very large share size. If you wanna make money taking a seven or eight cent move on a smaller stock, there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's perfectly fine, it's a very valid time frame. But you have to be trading two, four, five, eight, 10,000 shares to be making your money. So issue number one, you have to be trading certain stocks that allow you to trade that share size. There are many that do. Stocks like Ford and BAC, you can buy any share size you want practically. There's, there's frequently 100,000 on the bid or the offer at any time you could buy 10 or 15,000 shares and not even be noticed. And then you make your, your seven, eight cent move, that's some real money. And that's how you do scalping. That's what it's for. And it's great. Where the term is misused a lot is when a trader is perhaps trading a 15-minute chart or something and has a 40-cent stop and is trying to get a 40-cent move on the first move. And then the stock goes up 10 or 12 cents and then starts to pull back. And they say, well, I'm just going to take this little bit of profit and scalp it out. Well, that's not scalping. That's just really, really poor trading. You'll never make money doing that. Scalping means that you're making you're getting paid, you're getting your salary, your daily salary from getting that smaller move. And you have to be set up and sized appropriately to do that. If you wanna scalp, it's the same technique, same strategy as any other chart once you learn technical analysis, but like you would do on any other chart, you sure size it fully for the stop that you're using such that if that stop hits, if the six, eight, 10 cent stop, whatever it is, you're gonna be losing the max amount of money that you have decided to risk on a trade. So scalping, good people who often say they're scalping it out are just taking chicken profits because they don't know how to manage. Next time frame up, let's say day trading in general above scalping somewhere. Day trading, to me, as I talk to people all the time, is a very misunderstood time frame. People are afraid of it. They, they think it's something that so many people lose money at, and it's just hyperactive and don't leave your desk and that type of thing. And That doesn't have to be true at all. My style of day trading is not that at all. I'm laid back. I focus personally on the opening hour. That's where I think the most opportunity is. You don't have to agree with that. You can make money any time of the day, but I like the opening hour and I like to try and find a couple of things, maybe take a little profit and then walk away and let most of the things run for half a day or a full day if I can. Most of the time I'm not even sitting there watching it. I'm out doing other things, not even at my desk. So. Day trading can take on a lot of different personalities, depending upon how you've been taught and what you think of it. Don't be afraid of day trading until you really understand it and get to learn it. It can be great. I spend a little time preparing. I come to the market very prepared. I have a trading room that through DTS that I run. We get together, talk about what I wanna do, look at the open, I tell people what I'm doing, and then people wanna play along, play along. The people who learn it, learn the process, get prepared, And I usually like to get a trade early in the morning because that's when I think the opportunity often is, but I pretty much look for trades the opening hour of the day, sometimes a little beyond that. And then I come back to manage. Some days we come back, we maybe look for something else at lunch, depending upon the market pattern and how things are setting up. Day trading is a source of income and it's something that I think anybody who's available a couple of mornings a week, up till 10.30 Eastern time, a couple of days a week, should get involved in day trading, get your feet wet, and learn it, start off with some very small shares and learn what you're doing, and it can be a great source of some extra income and perhaps turn it into a full-time income producing event for you once you learn how to do it. So day trading, great. I gave my first warning about scalping if you do it the wrong way. My second warning is going to be about the next time frame up, which would be swing trading. That's where you're on a daily chart and you're holding for two, three, four, five days, whatever you can get out of a move. Now, in general, I don't have a problem with swing trading, but I do have a problem with it the way most people do it and the way they're taught and the way they end up evolving to doing it. Swing trading oftentimes is really pushed by your broker because if you're not able to day trade, if you're not available at all during the trading day, the only way to be fairly active is to swing trade. And what people typically do is come home from work, look at the charts, decide what entries they want, and then take entries on orders that they place before they go to work based on the daily chart and then set their stop, et cetera. Using the daily chart to swing trade is not very productive. I think it's not even worth doing. I know that's not what most people will tell you, but it's probably a very unprofitable experience if you're using a daily chart to enter and to exit and to try and take targets. If you are working full-time, I suggest you save your money until you're able to have some mornings free or a couple of days free. If you want to swing trade, it's a good time frame. But you need to come in and find your entries intraday, even just the first hour of the day. If you were able to be there the first hour and get your swing trade entries, get them from an hourly chart, learn how to enter properly, learn where to put stops, and also learn how to manage on day two. Most all swing trades that stop out, stop out the morning after you get into them because gyrations happen. It's just the way the market works. People get mad, they get out, and then they end up finding that maybe the trade worked. A lot of people are encouraged to be swing trading because of their brokers, because they want you to be active. And if you're not day trading, there you go. They say it's easy, it's not easy. It's too difficult for me to even want to do if I couldn't be with the market during the day. Now, if you're with the market during the trading day and you get those intraday entries and or use an hourly chart, I think it's great. That's a great time frame to be looking at. Sometimes people call that hit and run swing trading, where you're Taking your entries off that smaller time frame, and finally the last time frame, the the biggest one would be that long term time frame, long term trading investing. Depending upon your skill, this can really involve a variety of charts. We are, in a sense, really having the monthly chart as kind of a guide. The weekly chart is probably most often the strategic time frame, the one that we're actually applying a strategy to. But I will sometimes, very aggressively, come down smaller than that for entries to find specific areas. I believe in this style of trading that I have called a moment in time. And that's what I try to find sometimes. So it's a very advanced, aggressive style of doing things, but it does very well if you know how to do it properly. So there are the timeframes and discussions of each one. There are four slide notes with this. If you look at them, there's maybe a little more information there for you or a summary of some of this, but I wanna add one closing comment about timeframes. Well, in a simple view, we all understand that there's different charts for different periods of time, et cetera, but timeframes in general, the other purpose of them, the interaction of the timeframes is perhaps the most single important thing about trading, technical trading. As a matter of fact, my definition of trading, if you will, or at least one of them, is understanding the battle between the bulls and the bears across the four pertinent timeframes. Now, what I mean by that is any one timeframe you're trading, whether you're swing trading, or whether you're day trading, or whether you're long-term trading, there are always four timeframes you have to be aware of, even though you're trading one, even though your time frame of reference is one of those. The interaction of your other timeframes is very important, both above and beneath you. You don't have to have them all aligned. Every time frame doesn't have to be pointing up or in an uptrend if you're long, but the appropriate ones have to do appropriate things for you. And that gets into a very, I want to say complicated, but maybe advanced discussion. It comes after you have a good understanding of what we need to see from each chart. But without a doubt, the most common reason for failure on any trade likely is because you're trading against another time frame. There's this interaction when everything's pointing the same way, things go a lot smoother, when you're trying to thread the needle and get long in a stock that's downtrending, it's a very difficult job to do. So there you have it, trading time frames from beginning to advanced. This is Paul from DTS. Until next week, I'll see you in the next podcast. Good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.